guys, it's Brant within my head channel, and I'm back with another The Panel Has Spoken video for Rock and Roll Over. And this is one that you guys have been really looking forward to from what I've heard down in the comments and seen on social media. Rock and Roll Over, from what I understand, is a lot of you guys' favorite Kiss album of all time, if not of the second, you know, wave of studio albums during the 70s, but of all time. So, um, Rock and Roll Over for me is, uh, it's one of those albums that, it's got some good songs on it, but it's also kind of an album that I can take or leave a little bit, because it doesn't have really, really, the, the songs that's on it, there's only one or two songs on it that I really, really love. And the rest of them, it almost sounds like a lot of these songs could have been on Love Gun. As a matter of fact, if I don't have Love Gun, and rock and roll over right in front of me. If you quiz me really quick, like Doctor Love, what songs, Doc, what albums Doctor Love on? I might tell you it's on Love Gun because these two albums sound like they were cut at the same time. Love Gun and Rock and Roll Over, they're almost like bookends. They sound so much alike in the contents of the songs and even in the, re the sound of the recording. They sound so much alike. So I get these two confused a lot. So that's my general take on Rock and Roll Over before we get into this. Before I get much further, I'm going to introduce our contest winner, Matthew Smith. He is MD Smith Comics, and uh, he is the winner of the contest, and he's joined us, and we've crammed it in here during the Christmas holidays. But, yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> but it was good, it was good to have you, it's good to have you here. Uh, Matthew, so tell us, do you have any fond memories or thoughts or anything about rock and roll over right yeah yeah well thank you for having me on i'm, I'm really excited about doing this and uh but yeah as far as rock and roll over goes um I, I i agree with a lot with what you're saying i feel like this and love gun are like um sibling albums like they're very similar in sound i, I don't know I, I i always you know equate one with the other when i think of one i think of the other the only difference is i've heard i heard love gun when i was very young in fact that was my first kiss album and I didn't hear all of Rock and Roll Over until I was a little bit older. Um, I, I, when I say younger, I, I was a Kiss fan from the age of like three up. So I was very young listening to Kiss. And uh, so I was probably around like 10 by the time I heard Rock and Roll Over. And um, I loved it. You know, I liked the, I, pretty much every song on there is great. With, there's maybe one or two I'm not so crazy about. But for the most part, I love all the songs. And uh, I had it actually on cassette. And I actually didn't get it on, on vinyl until... Oh man, actually that was probably like five years ago. I found it a very battered copy at a at a flea market. Um, but I listened to that cassette. I practically wore it out. And um, when I was a teenager, I lucked out and found this rock and roll over hockey jersey at Spencer That's <laughs> for awesome. on sale for yeah, it was on sale for four bucks. And I've had this hockey jersey now for you know twenty two years. <laughs> the Spencer's era. Oh yeah. <laughs> So how does Rock and Roll Over rank for you as far as a Kiss album? Top five, top ten? I, I can definitely say it's probably in the top five. Not in the top three, but, you know, it, it depends on, um, like, for example, the last guest you had on, um, I can't remember his name, I'm sorry. But Eric? He was talk yeah, Eric. He was talking about how, like, you know, ask me tomorrow and my answer might change and i'm the same way with kiss yeah. except for maybe my top three but yeah i would say this is probably up there probably at least five but it might teeter off to number six or seven sometimes depending on my mood for the for the week okay 
And beside me, as always, my trusty partner in crime, Mr. Rick from It's All For You Demon. So what about you with Rock and Roll Over? It's funny. I have these same thoughts that you guys do as far as where the album kind of ranks. It's I, When you first start collecting, you kind of rank by year and what year the record came out. And Destroyer, 76, and Love Gun, 77, there was always like this hidden record in the middle. It was Rock and Roll Over, of course. I don't remember the first time I actually heard it, but it was that was it. I was in love. It was my all-time favorite Kiss record. Still is to this day, and um, it's it's tied it's tied with Dynasty for me as number one. But uh, it's just the greatest representation of rock and roll Kiss to me. Love Gun to me is fun. Rock and roll is rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, and like and like uh, Matthew mentioned, and like Eric mentioned, uh, I'm the same way. There are certain songs and certain uh, Kiss albums that are cemented, and there are certain ones it could change on depending on what your mood is. Totally. Uh, I, you know, I can I may put the album in and be like, I'm not really feeling this today, and then put it in. That's why I try to listen to them up to us doing these. I try to listen to them about a about a week in advance. And it's funny because mm-hmm. even the fans are that way because I put out on social media usually, hey, we're taking your lists. And then towards the end of the week, I'll put a reminder, hey, you got a few hours left to get one in. And, so, and, and this particular time, I don't remember it happening before, but this particular time, I actually had some people who had submitted a list right whenever the original post came out and then submitted another list you know, whenever I said, hey, you got, a, you got a day left. And there was differences in their lists. Like, they ranked it one day this way, and then a week later they ranked it this way. Little differences in their list. And one person, their number two fell all the way to number four. And so, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like... That's, <laughs> for, that's for very me, similar. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, for me, it was easy to make my own list. It was really hard to predict the panel. I don't know if you guys had that same thought. I agree. And and related to what Brent was saying, when I was going through and making the predictions for the panel, I was thinking, man, I should have ranked that one higher than what I did. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So we're talking about this panel. So let's get into this panel. We had 63 people on the panel this time. And so we're going to go ahead and mention you guys by name and may throw in some of your thoughts as we go down through here. Of course, the panel is myself. And it's all for you, Demon. Uh, Matthew, MD Smith Comics. And then from Twitter, we had Katie Christina, Richie Rich, Brian Balich, Tom Dust, Jack Skellington, Andy, Sean McKelland, Deuce, Surrender Dorothy, Rockin' Sports Bunker, Carl Hose, Kirk5150, John Schaefer, Tony Rod. Mr. Self-Destruct, Gregory Pegg, Scott, Paul Tepelis, Aladio, Fat Man on Guitar, and then from Instagram, That Toy Bonnie Guy, Dylan Tucker, Doyle, Eric Rausch, Tony P, AJ Zetro, 1975, and then from YouTube, Perpetual Art, Pen, Pen, I thought that said penis, penis fan, Pens Fan, Bracher Baseball Academy, 
Michael D., John B. Good, George Doley, Two Dads Review, Kiss Crazy 80, Felix Taglagini, Super Kiss 1200, Trevor Bullock, Tom S., Brady McCatherine, John Howard, Soda Pop, Les Wadley, Keith Nito, Jay Reiner, Oddball6748, Dark Light, Emily Graziano, Greek Freak, Chad Casey, Orville Dunsworth, Joel Pegg, Young and Wasted, Demetrius K, 3SV1333, Travis McGollard, Jay Lee, Rick R, Jay Reed, and then from Facebook, Scotty Sky, Jeremy Kamona, and from Patreon, Bizbag1968. And uh, just going down through some lists here, what people said really quick. A lot of these people said that this was a really hard list to pick and that this is their favorite album. Uh, Carl Host said this and Dress to Kill are probably their favorite Kiss album. I think Dress to Kill is not as highly rated as it should be. Perpetual Art says it's great tracks on this one. It's much better than Love Gun. And unfortunately, like Love Gun, it has some fluff. Penn's Fan says it's his favorite Kiss album, like every song on the album. Some people said that they wouldn't call uh, a song the last song. They were saying even the last song, number 10, that they still love that song. John B. Good says this is a classic Kiss album and the best produced 70 albums. Why the Hell Mr. Speed was never released as a single played in concert has always perplexed me. Uh, it will always be the number one song on this record to me. Um... Uh, George Doley says, I love, rock and, uh, I love Rock and Roll Over. It's the best studio Kiss album. Kiss Crazy 80, he tells a story. You need to go look this up. He, he tells a story of how the day he got this album and how his father, his father bought it to him uh, knowing that this was the album that he needed. He said he was sitting in the den and his father walked in and had it. This one, uh, Super Kiss says this is a hard one because it's his first Kiss studio album. Trevor... Trevor Bullock says he loves every song off the album, even calling Dr. Love, even though it's, he placed it last. It would still be in his top 50 Kiss songs. Tom S. says his favorite Kiss album all the time. The only thing I think they could have made this sound better if they had had an Ace Freely vocal. And I do kind of agree on that. An Ace Freely vocal before Love Gun would have been great. Uh, let's what see. Song, what, song, what song would you want Ace to sing? Sorry. Man, that's hard. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a good question. That's the only reason I just wanted to jump on that. That's a hard one. I mean, I wonder if... I wonder if... Because Ace didn't even have a songwriting credit on this album, did he? I don't think he did. I knew he had songwriting credits on albums, on albums coming up to this one, but I don't think he had a songwriting credit on this one at all. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. None of them really just call out... Uh, Ace, you know. I I agree. Same. I'm, I'm looking at the list and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know. I, I kind of think I kind of think ladies' room. Ladies' room, maybe. Yeah. 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 I can see that maybe. Yeah. Uh, Jay Reiner Sorry. says. Jay Reiner says that's okay. Jay Reiner says it's his favorite studio album. To me, this is the sex album. Such amazing tunes on this <laughs> album. Hard to put them in order. Oddball says it's his favorite Kiss album. Pretty much easy for me to rank songs. I love the, I love all the way down to eight. Nine and ten aren't very special, but good additions. Chad Casey says it's one of their best albums. Classic Kiss. I remember being fascinated by this LP cover when I was a kid in the late 70s. It seemed they could do no wrong in this era. Demetrius said, I say this album is weak 
but there are still a few good songs. They sound better on Alive too, but it's better than Dress to Kill. Travis Mulligard says some great songs on this album, but it's always sounded kind of flat, sterile, not big or bombastic, full sounding like Destroyer. I believe Paula said something like this, and I have to agree. Kiss always had trouble capturing, capturing the live sound uh, in studio. They always uh, had a hard time. Um, Jay Lee says with this Kiss album, got back to the hard edge sound. This song, this album kicks ass. Definitely would have to be in my top ten. Rick R says he bought a brand new 8-track in 76, cranked it to 10, played it over and over again. In my growing number of 8-tracks since then, it's still a good album. But I feel too many people gush over it. I kind of feel that way too. Um, but that's just my opinion. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started on this list that we've compiled as a panel collectively. And we're going to start with the bottom track. Now, there are 10 tracks on this album, as we all know. But I'm going to start with number nine. The reason why I'm starting with number nine is because we actually have a tie. There are two songs on this album that scored the same exact number of points from us collectively. So when we get to those, we'll get to them. But we do have a tie. So we're going to start with number nine. So what is your prediction for track number nine? For number nine, okay, well... I thought well, basically well, for you it'd basically be ten. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, See what I'm, what I'm saying? saying? The yeah. first song, right. it's got so don't let me confuse you. It's still going right. you're gonna be starting at the bottom of your list and working your way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh so for number ten, I, I predicted that the panel would choose See You in Your Dreams. Um I know a lot of KISS fans, you know, we talk about music and stuff at times and that one seems to be kind of like I don't want to say a throwaway because it's not a bad song, but some people kind of feel like that's a song on the album they could, you know, do without. So I put that at the bottom of the list there. Okay. All right. What about you, Rick? I chose see you in your dreams as well as the, for the panels prediction. Um, it's just one of those songs. I don't think people like it on this album or Gene's album. So I just, that, I predicted it at the very bottom. Okay. Me, I'm going I'm going outside of left field of you guys. I predicted that the panel was going to choose Baby Driver as their least favorite song. And so the panel with 132 votes is the only one that scored in the hundreds. Everything else was 200 or above, so it was Definitive, people did not like this song, uh, is See You In Your Dreams. So you two guys were right. No one picked this as their favorite song. And uh, and I picked it as my seventh favorite song. And what did you guys pick it as far as your songs? Um, I picked it as number 10 as well. Um, I like it, but um, kind of like what Rick was saying, though, um, about the solo. I like the solo version better. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it's... A little catchier flows a little better. Um, so that's why I rank this one lower. It's not a bad song, but when you put it next to all these others, it's that far down. Oh, I had it at number nine Okay. on my list. And uh, it's a decent song, but it's it's not a Kiss song. It's a, it's a Gene Simmons solo album song. It deserves to be on his solo album. And to me, it just doesn't feel right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Okay. I actually, I actually uh, prefer... Uh, seeing your dreams on Gene's album. 
Mm-hmm. I actually like it better on Gene's album. That's one thing I do agree with that one viewer, one panelist, is that this album seems very sterile. Even some of the tracks on Love Gun seem very sterile, but they come alive on Alive too. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah. we start off with See You In Your Dreams. So the next track up, the next to fa- next to least favorite, what did you guys choose for that? Um, I went with Baby Driver on that one, um, prediction-wise. Um, you know, again, it's kind of like the See You In Your Dreams. I think there are people who do like it, but with everything else, I think this one kind of falls to the bottom. And, you know, while people think it's a good Peter song, it's not his best. Yeah, and, and I had a real hard time doing the panel portion of this. I chose Ladies' Room because I've talked to people that love Baby Driver. So that, that's... Oh, okay. I was going, my gut was saying Baby Driver, but I chose Ladies Room. Okay. And for this track, I predicted that the panel was going to chip, going to choose See You In Your Dreams. So I mm. kind of figured they were going to choose Baby Driver and See You In Your Dreams towards the bottom. So with uh, coming in at number eight uh, with 240 points, which is almost... Uh, Two, two points shy being 100 points higher than See You In Your Dreams. Coming in at number eight is Baby Driver. And four panelists chose this as their most favorite track. Kiss Crazy 80, Brady McCatherine, Joel Pegg, and Scotty Sky. And I picked this as my ninth favorite. Yeah, this was number nine for me as well. Um, kind of like what I was saying with the panel. It's it's good, but it's not Peter's best, you know, so I, I can kind of take or leave it in this in this regard. It's number 10 on my list. I hate this song. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've never, ever liked this song. And I'm a big fan of Peter's solo album. And I just said, I would take his solo album material any day. Over Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that brings us up one more track. And like I said, it's, it, I'm trying not to confuse ourselves because we're actually jumping up, jumping up to what is going to be uh, number uh, eight. Um, but on our list, it's number seven because we do have a tie. But so just try to bear with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> try to bear with us. Don't get confused. So we're we're up to number eight on our on our list. The eighth song, uh, the, the eighth most favorite song, and uh, so what did you guys pick for? What did you think the panel would pick for number eight? I thought the panel would go with uh, "Love and Leave Him" on that one. Um, you know, it's just I kind of went with a, a popularity vote on that one. Um, I, I think that one kind of would rank lower as compared to some of the others. And I apparently was sitting behind Matthew in math class, like, <laughs> peering up, because I also chose Love Him, Leave Him. All right. Well, my prediction for the panel, we must have been cheating all off each other, because my <laughs> prediction for the panel's going to be choose was going to be Love Him and Leave Him. So, um, so what the panel chose with 280 points at number seven on the list is Love Him, Leave Him. Uh, four panelists 
uh, Gregory Pegg, Two Dads Review, Rick R., and Mick C. picked this as their most favorite track. And I picked it as my eighth favorite track. See, I went against the uh, the grain here. I, I picked it as number four. I do like this song a lot. Um, I think it's really catchy. Uh, I like the beat to it and everything. And it, it definitely has a gene feel to it. Like, I feel like this was kind of, uh, in a, some way, like a precursor to what we heard on the solo album. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really get into it. I, it really gets me going. <laughs> um, I chose this at number six. And it's funny you said Two Dads Reviews chose it as number one. I grew up with Brett. That's my friend Brett. I grew up with him and my friend Danny. And Brett and Danny both love this song. So it, I can see why it's their number one. Uh, I think they played it so much, it was never my number one. So it, it's down on my list. It's number six. All right. Okay, we're at number seven. Uh, and so... What did you guys predict that we were gonna? The panel was gonna pick for seven. Um, I, again, I kind of went with the the popular vote thing and put "Take Me" towards the bottom here at number seven. Um, I just feel like you know some of the other more popular songs might outrank that one. Okay, I cho- okay I chose "Baby Driver" as number seven that the panel would choose simply because I voiced my opinion about how much I hate it. And I've had people yell at me. So I, I thought I better put it up a little bit. Okay. Well, apparently there's people wasn't on this panel. Um, <laughs> uh, for, uh, for number, and I, I kind of went against, I think I'm going against the grain in this a lot, in the fact that for um, my song that I predicted for this spot is uh, Hard Luck Woman. So... Uh, what the fans, what the panel chose with 311 points in at the number six position on our countdown is Ladies Room. Four panelists, Katie Christina, Bracher Baseball Academy, Trevor Bullock, and Darklight said this was their most favorite track. And Ladies Room for me is my sixth favorite track. Ladies Room is my eighth. Um, I don't hate the song, but uh, when when putting it with some of the others, I had to knock it down. Ladies' rooms, it, ladies' room is my number five. Um, kind of one of those unsung hero Gene songs that like you kind of always forget about. But I remember growing up and watching Exposed a lot, oh, yeah. and I loved it on Exposed. So it's it's in my top five. Okay. Well, there's a Christmas memory right there since we're around Christmas. I got exposed <laughs> for Christmas in 1987 when I was eight years old. <laughs> oh, man. Quite a present to give your son. <laughs> Thanks, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that, Dad. <laughs> so, at number six, what did you guys predict the panel? I predicted the panel would uh, put Hard Luck Woman at number six. Um, I've... I've I just know a lot of people who kind of feel like, oh, this is just kind of jumping on the the Beth bandwagon. It's, you know, uh, retreading that whole sound and everything. So I think people would probably put it at a little lower. And once again, I'm in math class with Matthew (laughs) because I said the panel would choose Hard Luck Woman. All right. Well, I said I think that the panel 
would have chose ladies' room here. So we already know that I'm wrong because uh, they were chosen a little lower. Um, but so at 325 points, the panelists chose Hard Luck Woman. Uh, three panelists, that Toy Bonnie guy, George Doley, and one other, picked this as their favorite track. I picked this as my least favorite track. And before y'all kill me, let me tell you why. I've never liked this song because I knew who Rod Stewart was. And this song does not sound like a Kiss song to me. This song sounds like a Rod Stewart song. And Paul wrote it for Rod Stewart. And so he wrote it for Rod Stewart. And, and basically Peter told him and Gene told him, you're going to let Peter sing that song. I think one song for Peter would have been good enough I think this would have been, I would have probably liked this better had Paul sung it. It's, it doesn't sound like a Kiss song to me. When it starts playing and Peter starts singing, I hear Rod Stewart. I see Rod Stewart. So, <laughs> Well, the reasons that you don't like it are the reasons why I like it. <laughs> so that's my number one. My number one is Hard Luck Woman. Um, kind of an underdog there. But my mom was a huge Rod Stewart fan, always has been. And I can totally hear that. And I like Rod Stewart a lot, too. And I like that this is something a little different as far as Kiss goes. And I think this is probably one of my favorite Peter songs. I mean, I, you know, I like this way better than Beth. I think this is his voice is perfect for the song. Um, I just I don't know. It really clicks me. And, you know, I know we're not talking about that, per se, but I really like uh, the cover that Garth Brooks did for the Kiss My Ass album. You know, I thought that was a good person to choose for that song. So yeah, this is my number one on this album. Okay. Has Rod has Rod Stewart ever played this live? I, just, I wish I, he would. That would be. Better. I don't. Yeah, I just when you were talking about that, I was like, how cool would that be? And how many tickets would he sell if rumor got out that he was doing that? I think his fans would flock to that show just to see that. Totally. Um, I chose Hard Luck Woman at eight. It's gonna sound really stupid, but I like the double platinum version better. Mm. I do like the duck because it takes longer for the drums to come in. Yeah. And, and they mix the guitars a little differently. They sound a little fuller. True. And True. and I will I will say this. You mentioned it, and I will say this too. Um, I do like Hard Luck Woman better than I like Beth. But I've respected yeah. it. But I've never right. really been a fan of it. Okay. So we are up to number five. Uh, as far as the whole entire list goes, we're up to number five. So what did you guys choose for number five that uh, you think predicted the panel would pick? Yeah, well, I think I predicted ladies' room at number five because I think when I was doing my list of predictions, I'm thinking now we're getting into some of the definite fan favorites and definite hits. Um, so I put that at number five. Yeah, and my thinking was along with what Matthew was thinking. I knew top five, you're going to have your big ones. So I predicted Calling Dr. Love at five. Okay. I predicted uh, Take Me for number five. So at 408, so like you said, the top five is the big ones. We jump out of 300s into 400s. So, and it gets really tight. I will tell you that, guys. It gets really tight up in this top five. Uh but at 408 points, the panel chose Colin Dr. Love. 11 panelists, okay, ready for this list? Surrender Dorothy, 
Carl Hose, Dylan Tucker, Tony P, Pens Fans, Super Kiss 1200, Tom S, Soda Pop, Emily Graziano, Chad Key, and Bizbag 1968 picked this song as their favorite. I picked Calling Dr. Love as my fifth favorite. I was also at number five for this one. Um, I like the song, uh, but honestly, I think it's kind of knocked down a few notches on my list after I heard the Bad Bad Lovin' demo off the, the uh, box set. I like Bad Bad Lovin' better, actually, than this. So. And I chose this as number seven on my list. Um, again, I know this is it sounds silly, but I like the, the double platinum version better. It, it's just got a different intro to it, but to me it's a little more fun. And kind of what we mentioned earlier, although I love this record to death, it lacks the fun of Love Gun. So that's probably why I like double platinum version a little better. So now we're at number four. And it's getting really tight, guys. So number four, what did you guys predict the panel would choose for number four? Uh, well, number four, I put uh, Mr. Speed um, predicted to that spot. Again, like I was saying, going in the order of a popularity kind of vote, I put that one. Number four, I predicted Mr. Speed. <laughs> okay. We're we're gonna get in trouble and have to stay after class. Yeah, we yeah. really didn't talk before this. <laughs> yeah, and I've had you know, when me and me and my son or me and Rick we would hit stuff right on the head with each other and I tell people, <laughs> I swear we don't really talk about it. Um, I know what these guys score because of course they have to send me their points, but I've already made my list and my predicted list way before usually before i've even put the thing up for everybody else to vote on it because i don't want to get right. any inkling of what the panel might be leaning towards i don't want that to affect me at all so i kind of go ahead and do my thing for this one i chose um calling dr love as what i think the panel would choose for this slot and of course i was wrong um, but at 417 points, not much separation from Calling Dr. Love, uh, less than 10 points, coming in at number three on this list. So that right there tells you that the, the tie is either going to be at two or at one. Uh, but coming in at number three uh, with 417 points is Take Me. Ten panelists, Richie Rich, Deuce, Rockin' Sports Bunker, Kirk 5150, Tony Reed, Fat Man on Guitar, Perpetual Art, Michael D., John Howard, 3SV 1333, picked this as their favorite track. I picked this as my fourth favorite track on the album. Yeah, this was my number three. I like the song a lot. It's real energetic. Um, I like the, when the, the, the high point in the vocals and everything. This might be one of my favorite Paul songs, honestly. Yeah, and I chose it as number two on my list. Um, it's just that it's rock and roll arrogance at its best. So, oh yeah, mm -hmm. it's some of that stuff, Rick, that we was talking about that Paul was really starting to embrace, um, being a rock star, mm -hmm. and he was living that rock star mentality, and he was start it was starting to creep into his songs. You know, we heard it start to creep into his songs all the way back in Dress to Kill with songs like Room Service. Okay, so that leaves us to um, 
Now, this is kind of tricky how we're going to have to do this because what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and call the prediction for number three. And so, what do you think, Matthew, would be the panel's choice for number three? Uh, I predicted making love. Okay. I predicted take me. Okay. And for number three, I predicted uh, Mr. Speed is what I predicted the panel would choose for Mr. Speed. And at number two, we actually have the tie. And this is what's thrown our numbering system off because I didn't want to call one one or the other because they actually were genuinely a tie. With 421 points each, they were a tie. And But one of them got more, more first place votes than the other. So instead of revealing what both are tied at number two first, we're, all, we're going to talk about the first that's tied. So the first tied song at 421 points is I Want You. Uh, seven panelists, Brian Balick, Jack Skellington, Andy, Mr. Self-Destruct, Greek Freak, Demetrius K., Travis Mulgard, picked this as their favorite track. I picked this as my third favorite song. What'd you guys pick? I want you at. I put it at number two. It's uh, I, I like the song a lot. It's a great opening. Um, I like the acoustic parts. Uh, it, it's just a really fun song. I like it a lot. Uh, I picked it at number four. And uh, th thinking about it now, it it's very um, kind of foreshadowing Paul's solo album writing style i just sure. that just that thought just entered my head but i picked it at number four mm -hmm. how he starts off acoustic and jumps mm -hmm. and goes back and forward and back and forward mm -hmm. and yeah. uh one of the things that i like about i want you is this is where paul really like you said he really starts to show some of that writing and that construction that is going to really be predominantly displayed on his solo album in a couple years but uh and this song is one of them it's a very, you know, really complex song as far as its changes. One thing I've always liked about this song is I don't know a whole lot of people are familiar with as the guitar solo in this song is actually started by Paul and then finished by Ace. And I don't know if right. you guys know that. Paul mm -hmm. plays it about halfway through and then Ace. If you listen, if you know the playing styles, you can hear when Ace comes in. Mm -hmm. um, but Ace yeah. comes in about midway through it and then he finishes it out. But then I love how they don't just... Uh, how they die back down and then they go back to the beginning and then they revisit the first verse. I love that about this song. It's really, really great. Really great. Okay. So this, let's go ahead and pick what we think that the uh, panel would have picked for what would have been the number two song. Well, I, I predicted this this one much higher. I, I predicted Calling Dr. Love would be number two. I thought um, I thought people would like gravitate towards that one more because I know it was such a um, a staple in the live shows and everything. So I put that at number two. I chose Making Love at number two for the panel. Okay. Um, I also predicted that um, the panel would choose Making Love as number two. Um, the other song that actually tied for number two uh, at 421 points 
but had 13 panelists, almost double the panelists, say it was their favorite song, is Mr. Speed. 13 panelists, Tom Dust, Sean McKelland, John Schaefer, Scott, Dole Eric Roush, John B. Good, Felix Taglini, Les Wadley, Keith Nadeau, Jay Reiner, Jay Lee, and Jay Reed picked Mr. Speed as their most favorite song. I picked Mr. Speed as my second favorite song. Mr. Speed is probably one of my favorite Paul Stanley songs, and it's one of those songs I think it didn't, it never got a fair shake from Kiss. It was never really, uh, you know, highlighted in concert, played in concert, released as a single. And I think they really missed out on, and it's not just a cult following. I've liked Mr. Speed from the very first time that I heard this album. Uh, so I think it's one of those songs that Kiss kind of missed out on. Sometimes their, their single selection kind of blows my mind. Uh, I think this is one of the standout tracks on this album. I, um, I put Mr. Speed as number seven. I like the song a lot. Um, you know, I, and I love Ace's solo in it and everything. I just, uh, you know, when I was ranking these, when I was listening to it and everything, I just put it a little lower. I'm not quite sure why, honestly, but it, it's not a bad song at all. It's just when you, when you're dealing with so many great songs that I really like, it's hard to pinpoint where to put it. <laughs> yeah. And I chose Mr. S Mr. Speed as number one, um, 17 years old, just fell in love with this song, the riff, the attitude, everything about it and uh 2004 when they were with aerosmith i think i don't know I, I i could be wrong about that but around 2004 we saw kiss at an outdoor venue and got to hear sound check because you know they were it's an outdoor venue they played the riff to mr speed and i i just i freaked out i was like holy crap they're gonna put it in their set list which of course they did not but my my all time favorite Paul Stanley song. Yeah, I'm not trying to get off a on a tangent about the end of the road tour, but to me, if the end of the road tour is about the fans, songs like Mr. Speed and mm -hmm. the Oath should be in. Um, you know, even though the Oath isn't on this album, it should be, it should be uh, in the set list. But I know what Covers, they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they have to play to the they have to play to the masses. And cater to the masses, which is why I haven't went. <laughs> so, so anyway, okay. So my process of elimination. If you haven't been playing along and you're not too confused about the numbering system that we had to do, I know that I'm confused as hell, and I did it. So um, we are down to the number one spot. So what did you guys predict the panel would choose for number one? Well, I predicted I want you. Um, uh, again, it was popular vote. I know that you know. It's, a, it's played a lot live and everything, so I thought it would be number one. And I, I've been cheating this entire time. <laughs> I chose I Want You for the panel. Yeah, and I predicted that the panel would choose I Want You uh, as their number one. That's what I predicted. But nine points above second position at 430 points at the number one spot, the panel has spoken, and the panel has chosen Making Love as the number one song. Now here's the weird thing about this. It did it with very little support from the number one position. Um, only eight panelists picked this as their favorite song. Paul Teplis, Aladio, 
AJ Zetro, 1975, Oddball, 6748, Orville Dunworth, Young and Wasted, and Jeremy Kimona. Uh, picked this as their favorite track. I also picked this as my uh, favorite track. I love Making Love. I love it, love it, love it, love it. I like it better on Kiss Alive 2. Um, but even on this album, I love Making Love. And my favorite part of Making Love is when they come out of the chorus the first time and they go into that little breakdown where the song breaks down to just the guitar riff. And then Paul, that vocal thing that he does, and then all night long, and then they all kick back in that. That is, that is, it's, it literally, just thinking about it, makes my hair stand up. It just, it, it moves me. I just have an emotional orgasm on the inside. It moves me. <laughs> so, um, so what do you guys think about uh, uh, making love? Well, you know, it's when I was talking earlier when I was making my predictions. This you, is the where'd song. You, where'd you pick it to? Well, I, I put it at number six, but this is the song that when I was making the predictions, I was like, I should have ranked that higher because, you know, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, that song's way better than, than what I initially put it at, and uh, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be number one. That's awesome though. But it, it, it's a great song. You know, Ace has a really good solo on it. Pete's drums. It's, they all really come together, and. I do agree with what you said, though. I think I like the Alive 2 version better. And I'm a big Alive 2 fan, so I think maybe that skewed me a little. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I should have ranked it higher. I knew that even going into this. <laughs> yeah, and I put it at number three, which I should have ranked it higher as well. But I'm a huge fan of Mr. Speed and Take Me, so it just had to fall, you know, gravity-wise. Um, yeah. Like you said, Peter's drum fill in it is amazing. And... This was really Paul channeling his Jimmy Page for the first time, kind of. We had never really got that Zeppelin influence until this song. And this song, this song rocks. I mean, this, this is one of those songs that a 15-year-old kid will discover years from now and want to form a band because they hear this song. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that about a kid will discover this someday and... and, uh, and you know, form a band. Got a little interesting story I want to throw in here as a, before we finish up our thoughts. I had something happen to me. I'm always looking for Kiss albums, and I, I cruise a lot of, you know, Facebook Marketplace and all kinds of different things. And uh, a few weeks ago, I found a woman who was selling her albums. They belonged to her, her ex-husband, and she lived about two hours away in Tennessee. And I started communicating with her, and because she had like eight albums, like original 70s albums. They looked good. And they were like the staples. They were Kiss, uh, Higher Than Hell, Alive, Live 2. I think Paul Stanley's solo album was in there. There it was eight albums all together. She wanted 100 bucks for them. And I told her, I said, if you, if, if you want me to give you 50 bucks to hold these things, I'll come and look at them after the holidays and I'll drive to see you, look at them after the holidays. And so we hadn't really communicated. She messaged me today and she's like, hey, just so you know, I'm sorry I haven't really got back to you with you on this, but I need money really, really bad and uh, right here at the holidays. And I've got a gentleman that's come, gonna come pick the albums up today and give me $70 cash. I, I told her I understood and then she started telling me the story. And I said all this to say this, to get to the heart of this story. 
she messaged me when she got back from selling the albums and she said i just want to tell you i'm sorry again i do feel bad selling them out from under you like that and i said i understand that's fine you know i'm over it now i was heartbroken at first because i really wanted those albums but afterwards she told me she said that the man that met her met her brought his his uh daughter and his wife with him and they had a 10 year old daughter and his 10-year-old daughter had discovered Kiss on her own. And they bought her a record player for Christmas. And she wanted Kiss albums. So he found her and bought the Kiss albums. So I may have missed out on those albums. But those albums, those eight albums, that are 70s. I mean, Dynasty was one of them. There wasn't an album past Dynasty. And so a 10-year-old girl who discovered Kiss on her own is sitting in her house right now somewhere in Tennessee with her record player listening to, to Kiss Vinyl from the 70s. And that, that is what is great about being a Kiss fan. Hearing stories mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. uh, that's just awesome. And when, oh, she, yeah. when they said that she had discovered, her, discovered them on her own, I was like, that is so cool. That's just awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, going along with Rick's fun of being a Kiss fan, how awesome it would be if that little girl finds this video a few years down the road and hears the story about her getting kissed for Christmas. So that's what we got as far as Rock and Roll Over goes. Do you guys have any closing thoughts about the album at all? Uh, I, this was a lot of fun to do this, put it all together. I mean, I enjoy doing all these, but it's definitely cool to sit here and talk with you guys, you know, live about this and everything. So I, I really appreciate it. And this is definitely one of their, their best albums. I mean, it's hard to pinpoint their best albums, but this was a lot of fun. That's that's how I went into there. Thank you, guys. I uh, I remember. Did anyone else thumbtack this record to your wall and spin it? The album <laughs> jacket. I would do that when I was seventeen. I was going to say that'd be something that sound like I would do because I wasn't very kind to my album covers when I was a kid. <laughs> well, um, one one of my jackets is all scratched on the back. From me, like spinning all the time. Thank you, Matthew, for uh, hanging out. It's super cool again, once again, to meet another person you follow on Instagram. And uh, I, I don't know, Matthew. I tell everyone about your comics. Yes, I think, oh, this, yeah. is all, I think this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I. I consider myself to be a creative person, but I haven't done anything with it. <laughs> and to see someone do something creatively and actually do something with it always, always warms my heart. So tell everyone about your your comics. Uh, yeah, well, I've been uh, I've been writing comics now for about uh, ten years, and um, I've had a few published through some different publishers and everything. And um, um, most recently, I started doing this one. I actually have a copy here, so I can show it just in case. But it's called Blood Drenched Creature Double Feature. It's um, it's basically like a cross between Fangoria and Tales from the Crypt. Each issue has two horror stories and, and like a flip book style. Flip it over, it's got the others. Oh, cool. And it's got interviews with different people in the horror community. Um, my fiance Casey and I, we decided to put all this together. We go to a lot of horror shows and we've met a lot of people. Um, um, you know, who have their own companies and everything. And this was a good way for us to showcase those people and showcase artist friends that we know as well um in fact oddly maybe not oddly but one of the first stories we have in here is phantom 79 so and coincidentally there's a character named mr Devereaux. so 
But, um, <laughs> we have a lot of fun with the, the. We've had two issues out so far. Um, there's a second one right there that has a Jason cover and everything. Um, and we're we're putting them out quarterly. Um, so where can, uh, we're where can people doing, get a hold of those at? Uh, on our online store right now, um, we're we're self-publishing these. Um, so uh, it's um, it's SaturdayComics.BigCartel.com. That's the name of our company, Saturday Comics. It's about the fun of comic books, cartoons, and horror, like Saturday mornings and Saturday evening kind of thing. So okay. we're encompassing all of that. So. Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to put, I'll be sure to put a link down in the description for that. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And 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 that just goes again to you, Brant. Thank you for putting all this together because totally. I mean, this is this is so cool to get fans together, you know, via so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and have everyone come together and kind of like wax nostalgia. That's that's awesome. Thank you for doing this, man. Absolutely. I mean, I stumbled across Rick's page. Uh, I mean, his uh, YouTube videos maybe like a year ago, just when I was googling stuff about phantom of the park because i love that movie so i found rick's videos and i started binging all those and then i found your videos after he mentioned you so it, it's great you know it's something that I, I really i love kiss i always have so it's great to be able to hear stories from people that have the same kind of connection to them throughout their whole life like you guys do it's been really cool i approached him whenever we started doing this we gave away a couple scripts and i said what about we Put some viewers in here. It's, it's been really cool. We're going to continue to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, be great. I've got something a little different planned for Love Gun, so we're not going to have a contest this time around. Um, so there's no contest for this video. I've got something a little different planned for the next episode. We are going to have a guest. I'm trying to line up a special guest for it. And But just so you know, Love Gun is next, and then we are going to do the solo albums. And I have not yet picked the order of the solo albums we're going to do. I know when I reviewed them, I reviewed them by their actual catalog number. What I may do is I may have a poll on my Facebook or on one of my social media. I may have a poll about what, which one do you want us to do first. And we'll go with the popular vote. I may do that. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. You just have to keep an eye on the social media and on the YouTube to uh, see what we're going to do. All right. So that's all I've got. Guys, you got anything else? No, thank you. All right. No, no, appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. All right. Matthew, thanks so much for being the guest. And, uh, yes, thank you. It was awesome. It was a fun time. But anyway, that's all I got for this video, guys. I appreciate you guys watching. Each and every one of you, appreciate you. Keep those lists coming. Whenever I do another panel contest, be sure to keep entering. That's the way to get on. All right, I'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for watching. And we're going to now rank these songs from top to bottom or bottom to top so we're going to rank these songs now but let's start over hold on a second <laughs> see Matthew this is the stuff that you don't get to see it's not really that exciting we just fumble over our words and hey that, that's me in everyday life <laughs> uh, Rick sometimes he's just like looking down just like Jesus when you gonna get it right? When you gonna get no, it right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at my list. <laughs> yeah, that's what I keep doing. I keep looking at it. Yeah. Okay.